0: This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com.
1: Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode 25. In this episode, the moms chat about vacations, paper airplane science, and what to do when a curriculum doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Mom, where's my math box?
1: Honey, where's my glasses?
0: Mom, mom. Can I have a drink?
1: Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes?
0: Mom. Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge?
1: Mom. I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And And we're we're the the savvy savvy
0: homeschool moms. moms. So, Tina,
1: what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat? 34 minutes, 7 seconds. And how has your last two weeks been? actually been more than two weeks hasn't it i think it's has been it like really three weeks oh my I god have written down that it was the seventh was our last one. Oh, it's almost been a month oh my, oh my god. goodness! well not and it wasn't entirely our fault, our fault. right right <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties last week holy cow yeah just when we went to hit record we were all ready to go and um i realized that our um recorder wasn't working yeah yeah, so apparently, I think Skype had updated and PowerGramo had updated, and somewhere in the process, something had broken. And then it took PowerGramo a few days to get back to me, and then they fixed it, though. I was very happy. So they did fix it, and they said, upgrade again, and I did, and it works! Yay! But it took <laughs> a whole week to get to that point. <laughs> so it's like, ah! But it's we're like here now. We're here now. So yay! we haven't talked to... We haven't talked to you guys since uh, since I left from vacation. I went on vacation on the 11th, and uh, so I thought I'd uh, update update my exciting life. I never, ever, ever get to go on vacation, so it was a very big deal. <laughs> we never could afford vacation, so we only get to go when my parents take us. So they took us down to Avila Beach, which um, is a really nice area here in California. We had a blast. Oh, my gosh. Um, we did leave um, while everyone was still quite sick, though. That was kind of a drag. Um, (laughs) we, we think it was just probably a cold. I don't think everybody else keeps saying that we had the flu, but I don't, I don't, It didn't feel like the flu because I know what the flu feels like. And this just lingered a really long time, but I think it was just a cold. So, um, but anyway, we were all quite sick and was like halfway through the week before we actually got better, but just laying around on the beach and whatnot, wasn't too bad. (laughs) Was it cold? Sniffling. It was, it was quite cold. So we had to bundle up. And of course, the very first day we go out into the beach and tearing ends up in the water oh. <laughs> accidentally. And I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, I would not be upset normally because it's the beach and he's a kid. I mean, come on. But I'm like, you're sick. I don't want you wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold and you're sick. So we had to go back and change clothes. But yeah, such is life. He is seven and, and, you know, he was playing in the water and he fell over. <laughs> it happens. Yep. I even got it on video. Actually. <laughs> oh my i was like oh great <laughs> and then he's like no i'm fine mom and then 10 minutes later I'm c- c- cold mom <laughs> like yeah i bet you are <laughs> poor kid yeah poor thing but we had so much fun uh maven had um taken a notebook with her a, a sketchbook with her and had i had for christmas she had gotten a um a nature journaling um book that i had gotten her um that introduced this idea of drawing. I think I'd talked to her about it before, but she just, it never really appealed to her for some reason. But I showed her this book. I don't know if it's a coincidence if the book encouraged her or just hearing it at the right time now, but she just grasped onto that and she took that book with her everywhere on the whole vacation. And drew pictures of everything that we saw and did as far as the nature aspects. You know, she drew birds, she drew plants, she drew shells, and it was fabulous. Awesome. I, I was really excited to watch her sitting on the beach drawing away and sitting. We got to go to, um, Monarch Grove. Have you heard of that in Pismo? That's where,
0: that's where the monarch butterflies, monarch butterflies
1: winter. Yeah. It's not as impressive as the pictures I've seen in, um, in Mexico. Yeah. But these guys, um, Covered one whole tree in the middle of this grove, and they had a little educational pit stop kind of thing. He was kind of a small thing, but it was pretty impressive. In fact, you wouldn't even notice the butterflies if they hadn't pointed them out to you, because they're kind of the underneath of their wings is kind of brown, so they just look like a bunch of leaves, like dead leaves on the tree. Right. And then they had these little viewers set up so you could look at them, and it zoomed in on them. And I'm like, "Holy cow! There's thousands of butterflies on there. It was crazy." <laughs> so of course, she drew pictures of that, and and um. We also got to do some letterboxing and some geocaching when we were there which was very exciting. In fact, I'd like to do a whole show on that once we get a chance to do a little bit more cuz we had a really hard time finding geocaches. Did you ever have a really hard time when you were doing it?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. There oh there were some of them that it was just like, are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, there was one that had just been found. It was in the middle of Avila Beach. It was it was in this very like off the beaten path um on a street that didn't have a whole lot of people walking around so we didn't feel weird because there was one that was like people around and i was like i feel really weird walking around in circles looking in bushes
0: You know, that was the other thing too is that there were times when i was like i probably could have found this but i've been looking for too long now and someone's yeah. going to call homeland security so. i know
1: i know <laughs> but, I like people are like why are they digging around in the bushes over there <laughs> <laughs> like what and there's and it wasn't like it was just one person it was just six of us right <laughs> so, so this one was so frustrating because like three people had found it the day before. I was like, <laughs> I know it's here. It's here. It's here. But then after I went back to the room later, I went back and actually, cause it, I hadn't quite gotten the grasp of all of the, um, online and the app's um, details. And I didn't realize that you could read, like, journal entries. Yeah. So I had seen that I had been found, but I hadn't read the journal entries. And then I went back and I read all the journal entries, and, like, over half of them were like, this was really, really hard, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> so yeah. there was very few people that actually found it, and they said, and the ones that did said, this was a really challenging one. So I'm like, well, that's great. The, the, the second one that we did, the first one we couldn't find then we went back later and found it. The second one we tried, we never did find because it was so hard. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, I need to try some more geocaching because we only actually found two, uh, ah. which was still pretty exciting. But it wasn't the kind that had any um, items in it. It was just a journal.
0: Just logs. Or just a
1: log. Yeah. So, we just, they just wrote their names, which is kind of like not that exciting to just write your name in a log. Right. So we really liked the letterboxing better. We had a lot more fun with that because then you had a little journal and you get to stamp in the book and then you take their stamp and stamp it in your book and then they get to take that home with them. And that's like so much more exciting, I think. So we had we had more success and more fun with the letterboxing. So. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about that on a whole nother show because could, I could go on about that for a long, long time. So, But there's links <laughs> in the show notes about where to go to find out more about it because I highly recommend it. It was so much fun. And when I came back home, I checked our area and there are so many geocaches and so so many letter boxes in Fresno. It's not even funny. Yep. So I'm gonna take the time to go around and find a bunch of them with the kids, and then do a whole show. So we have more details. Like I never, f- I want to find a big geocache. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. They say like the, some of your first ones in the videos that I watched. They say to go for the big ones first because it's easier to find and it's more impressive. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of get you hooked.
0: And, and we, m- we micro caches it. are not nearly as much fun. Uh, no, in the f- finding them is fun, but once you find them, then you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah great yeah it's like write your name in the book whoop-de-doo and you know that's not going to last because as soon as they run out of paper that probably just gets pitched so right. your name's not in there forever <laughs> so but anyway yeah so i like the stamps because then they get a you know they're going to get a book full of stamps eventually it will have all kinds of stamps and when they look at it it'll be like you know looking at a scrapbook with memories so anyway so we also went to so into we tomorrow grove we did that and uh, letterboxing and geocaching went to the sea life center at avila beach Um, which was really cute. It was this little dinky, like, um, you know, sea life center, you know, (laughs) that like had fish and we got to touch a shark. That was really cool. They had a, um, they were called swell sharks and they, their skin felt like sandpaper. It's pretty interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, got to see a friend that we hadn't seen in years. Actually, hadn't seen her since our youngest were babies. Actually. Now that I think about it. Um, she used to be a really good friend of mine that lived up here that moved away. So she lives down in San Luis Obispo area. So we got to see her and her kids. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Got dis- discovered Doc Bernstein's ice cream lab. This is apparently a local thing in Arroyo Grande, which is right next to Pismo, which is right next to Avala Beach where we were. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, went back. We we discovered it because we were looking for ice cream. Stumbled across it. and um, And then heard that the next night they were doing this special they do like a a lab magic show type thing with the ice cream where you get to make ice cream and you get to pick the flavors Mm -hmm. um and then that flavor is offered the rest of the week um for sale uh-huh. <laughs> really odd flavors apparently a lot of times so <laughs> that was fun they did this whole show they acted this whole thing out and it was really cute <laughs> so that was really fun and then you get to vote like on what flavors to put in what, what top, or um, add-ins to put in and so it ended up being watermelon ice cream which was really good actually it doesn't sound great but it was good it was really creamy <laughs> watermelon ice cream with um, gumballs and uh, I can't remember what the other thing is that they put in there they put something in there, too, else in there besides gumballs. My kids will probably remember. But anyway, um, and and then they asked for a name for it. And Tieran's name actually got voted. It wow. got picked. It was Melanie Life. Uh, I don't know where he came up with that, but it was like, because it was watermelon. Melanie Life. So <laughs> so Melanie Life was uh, for sale for the next week in the store. And it actually tasted pretty good, too. Awesome. So, yeah. And we went to San Luis Obispo Children's Museum, which is really, really fun. We don't have a whole lot of that kind of stuff here in Fresno. So we always try to hit all of those kind of things when we go out of town. That was really cool. I got lots of cool pictures of that. And on our way out of town, we headed up to Morro Bay and went to the Natural hist- the Morro Bay Museum of Natural History, which was really cool, too. And then, and then headed up north to the Elephant Seal Rookery in San Simeon, which mm. was very exciting. Got to see all the, the um, elephant seals. Oh, my God, they're so loud. Have you ever seen those?
0: Um, I haven't, but I know that they're very, I was going to ask you, as a matter of fact, were they really, really loud? <laughs> they were
1: very loud, and they sound, like the kids were like, they sound like they're pooting. <laughs> they make this horrible guttural sound that sounds like somebody's farting. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it's like horrible, and then the babies are screaming at the moms, and then everybody's flipping sand on, on, their, on themselves. They, they, um, the, the, the sign said that they don't really know for sure why they do that, but it could be some kind of like a sunscreen kind of thing to put sand on their skin to protect them from the sun or something they're not really sure though but they're mm-hmm. all flipping sand and and barking and uh, just make it so much noise and there was quite a lot of mating going on as well oh, fun. <laughs> at one point Tieran goes she doesn't look like she wants that <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> yeah that's kind of how it works in nature sometimes <laughs> There was one point where the there was these two females that were fighting and I was getting a little bit concerned because it looked like their the baby might get hurt cuz I've heard that they'll they'll kill other people's other other animals babies sometimes and I was like oh please don't do that in front of my kid. Oh but yeah, luckily it didn't happen. It didn't happen, but the one did go after the baby but I, it almost seemed like a look, I'm going to hurt your kid if you don't leave mine alone kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh thank God <laughs> they was our fine, and then the mom was like, "All right fine, fine, leave my kid alone <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> it's kind of how it looked, but probably not what's happening, but that's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> then we also got interviewed um last was it last week, week before last? Uh, I think it was the week it was before week last. before last now um by Melissa of Raising Playful Tots podcast. Yes. That was really fun and um and and we're back at um Eleanor Roosevelt classes now that's really fun i'm really excited of course this last week we couldn't go because we were sick and you guys were sick too so yes i told maven see danielle can't go either (laughs) (laughs) she was really upset but tiran seriously vomited all day long there was no way i thought of taking her but then i said you know what that's not we can't expose our friends would be furious if we exposed them to this bug (laughs) yeah i don't and i wouldn't blame them (laughs) So let's see what else. Oh, and I've been getting my butt in gear with routines and planning. I'm still not totally on track, but every little baby step makes me feel awesome. Yay. I know. I've got this. I've been using this home routines app.
0: Yeah, I downloaded
1: it after you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I've had it for a long time and I tried it at one point and just couldn't get into it and then, but never got rid of it because I paid for it and it looks cool and I knew that if I can just get myself, it seems like it has to be like the right time. For some reason, like I'll try something and it won't work. But sometimes if I try to get later, something's different in my life or I'm in a different frame of mind or something. I don't know. But it just seems to kind of be working better now. Mm -hmm. And and so I got everything in there. I spent like a whole day getting everything filled out in there because you got to get all your, you know, if you want to have it work well for you you got to get all your information in there as far as what you need to be getting done and when and you know what order and so I got all that in there It went into my control journal that I had created from Fly Lady years ago and and I had redone the 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 schedule so many times but I still had it on paper you know I never used it <laughs> so I just plugged all that in and then tweaked it yeah and it's actually going pretty well I mean I don't do it every day I need to, but I, but I. but every time I do use it, I feel really good about it. And I just know that if I fall off the horse, I just go back on again. Exactly. Because you know, it's all right there in front of me on my phone. All I have to do is go, okay, well, I screwed up this day, so tomorrow we'll just start from scratch again. Exactly. So it's, you know, and then I have it set so it resets the stars at the end of the day. You check off the stars as you accomplish things, mm-hmm. and then you, you can have it reset at the end of the day. So you just start fresh the next day, so... You know, I don't have all these things like that I didn't do piling up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, I, that's what I really hate is when you, yes. you look at it and there's that red circle and it's got like yeah. you know 47 and you're like, yeah.
1: oh my god, and you feel like you're constantly like fighting a losing battle. Yeah, yeah, I do hate I can't, that. Ugh, I can't do that. Yeah, so this is really nice because I'm like, you know what? If we screw up today, at least we did this, this, and this. You know, mm-hmm. I feel really good about the things. And they have, you can set it up so that it'll give you an accomplish. There's an accomplishments list. So mm-hmm. if you feel like you haven't done anything, you just click over to that list and it shows you a list of everything that you've done that day. So you go, oh, look, I did do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So even if I didn't do the whole list, I could look at that and go, oh, all right, I'm getting somewhere. (laughs) Yes. And it's just felt like things have been working better lately. So I'm feeling really good about that. And then I I, um, talked to Maven about taking over her own writing lessons because I never seemed to get my butt in gear to sit her down to do it because I was sitting with her to do it before. And I looked at the lessons and I was like, she could totally just read this to herself. This is not complicated where I need to read this to her. So um, she's been doing so fabulous with her math, even working ahead on her math lately. I can't believe it. Um, that uh, I'm like, I'm going to hand you over this this writing lessons as well. So we're using, we're still using write with the best and I really love it a lot. I think it's really awesome. But we have only did like a few lessons and then we got off track. So mm-hmm. I just had her start from the beginning again because I'm like, and I told her, don't like when she got to the grammar stuff, I'm like, don't get stressed about this. If you don't fully understand it, don't worry about it. I'm not really that concerned that you have a complete grasp on every part of speech. I want you to move on to the writing. <laughs> to yeah. me that's like more important. So you know, they're going to keep bringing it up. And maybe as time goes on, and in context, it'll finally start to make sense. I'm like, don't get hung up on it. Just keep moving. Right. So she seems to have that works for her. So I'm like, because she's like, I don't get an adverb. I'm like, honey, I'm 42 years old, and I still have a hard time with adverbs. So don't Me worry too. about it. Move Absolutely. on. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't something that you need in life so much as you need the be- ability to actually write. <laughs> so, so it seems to be working. She's doing that. So I'm very happy about that. And this last week, actually just in the last couple of days, I've gone absolutely crazy with my email inbox. It had gotten up to about over 1,500 emails just sitting there <laughs> waiting for me to figure out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I usually look at them, but then if it's something I need to do something, I just let it sit there so I'll remember to do it later. But then it gets bumped down and buried, so it's like it never gets looked at again. So I actually sat down and cleared it out completely. I can't believe it. My inbox is like, there's like six or 16 or something some tiny little manageable number in there now i'm like oh i feel so good awesome. <laughs> i know so that was really really cool and the last but not least i am just starting to get ready for this journey north mystery class she'll mm-hmm. put a link in the show notes you and i had been talking about that online um melissa wiley exposed us to this whole thing or at least she did for me i never heard of it until she posted it um it looks like a really fun thing i know you said you were going to be doing it too right
0: we were considering it i actually had done um they did a monarch butterfly tracking the same people and i did that with them so i get their emails and when that one came up i was like you know what we might try to do that this time um they do it regularly yeah and so um but i haven't i'm not as far along in it as you are i haven't even started printing anything yet
1: Okay, so I guess we should explain what it is. There's ten classes somewhere in the world that they've picked f- as their mystery class, and the idea is that uh, each week it's, it's like an eleven-week activity, I believe, yeah. where you um, each week they give you clues to t- to try and figure out where these where these classes are, and apparently they're spread all over the, uni- the I mean, the whole world, so they could be anywhere, and. Um, And by the end of 11 weeks, you're supposed to guess. Like, you get enough clues and you chart things out, and then you're supposed to be able to guess where these um, classes are located. Mm -hmm. So um, they apparently, initially, for I don't know how many weeks, they will give you the sunrise and sunset times. So you're supposed to uh, graph out their... Um, photo period, yeah, the number of hours or the actual hours that they have sunlight and you're supposed to be able to kind of tell where they are in the world by that as time goes on and you keep adding more um, information to your to your data. So you have a data sheet for each class and then you have a, a graph where you graph it all out and you don't have to do all 10 classes. They, like for homeschoolers, you know, they they say like you might not want to do them all but mm-hmm. I'm actually going to, I'm thinking maybe of splitting it between the three of us and each one of us takes like maybe the kids each get three and I'll take four or something like that just to write it out because I am kind of, I kind of like to do the whole, whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So in that way it's, I mean, three might not be too hard for even Tieran to do, I think. So Because all you're doing is writing each week initially all you're doing is writing out the photo period so the sunrise and sunset and calculating the hours and charting it and so we'll help them with that so we'll see i haven't done it before so it sounds really cool and melissa wiley the way that she describes it we'll put a link in here to her blog post about it as well because she really like sold me on it the way that she described it she says so fun and they they look forward to it every year Mm -hmm. so i'm excited it sounds like a lot of fun it does yeah and very educational too yes yes so what have you guys been up to
0: well, um, first and foremost, um, it is now officially February, so I am up to my eyeballs in the Rogue Festival. All right. This is, a, as I've mentioned on the show before, this is an independent arts festival that goes on here in Fresno every year, and I am in charge of their online presence. I take care of the website, I take care of their Facebook and their Twitter, and so um, I am spending hours and hours and hours working on the website at this point. And uh, everything uh, for input for the website changed this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our new web designer changed everything. And so not only am I having to, you know, get all of these acts updated with all of their shows, multiple shows. Each act has four to five, seven shows. Um, I'm also having to learn (laughs) this new way of putting everything in. So that's been tons and tons of fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quote, unquote, fun. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) But, you know, it's like how we always say, hey, this sounds like it'd be really fun to do." <laughs> uh,
1: what are we but thinking? It's
0: completely worth it. I love Rogue, and it's um, you know it's it's well in my heart to uh, to get this work done so that you know Rogue is successful. So,
1: right,
0: it's a good thing. It's just a lot of time. So um, there's that, and then let's see. Oh, we were talking about um, uh, women who made a difference in the past um, uh-huh. in social studies, and one of the, the people that we were talking about was Amelia Earhart. And uh, so one of the things we did while studying Amelia Earhart was we had paper airplane science so uh, Dean was home that day, so he helped the kids design their own paper airplanes, and I made one too, though I have to say I cheated. I used a pattern off of the Exploratorium <laughs> website because I can't just like look at a piece of paper and go, hmm, I'm going to fold a paper airplane and fold it <laughs> differently than right, you know airplane. your average long-winged, paper, oh, yeah. skinny paper I airplane. No That's the idea. only kind of paper airplane I know yeah. how to make.
1: Right, right. And
0: um, so we wanted to make them all different, so... I went and found a pattern on um, the <laughs> Exploratorium's website. <Cheater. laughs> I know, I'm terrible. And then we um, went and we launched them off our back deck what? and measured how far they flew. And, of course, mine won. <laughs> but of I cheated, so I left mine out of the data. So we did, like, <laughs> we did like three trials of each plane, and we measured it, and then we found the averages of how far they flew. And then we, we actually learned about how if you fold the wings up, the back of the wings up or down, how that affects the flight and that kind of thing. So it was nice because it was one of the few, like, nice, warm, sunny days we've had, you know, Uh because it's been really cold and kind of icky here lately. And so it was a nice, warm, sunny day, and the whole family out on the back deck. I'm sure the neighbors were not enjoying it because they probably expect quiet from certain hours, but, you know, it was fun. We enjoyed it. Cool. Hey,
1: tell Danielle I went to high school with um, two Earhart's, actually. Oh, Grand niece and nephew of Amelia Earhart oh my Direct I will. descendant they even have the last name Earhart Wow yeah that's pretty cool that was kind of well known that they were they were uh, they weren't just Earhart's they were direct descendants that was her their their great aunt
0: oh wow yeah that's <laughs> cool. cool I
1: know I always thought that was cool
0: <laughs> and then oh way back when like It's been a while now, but um, the charter school um, that we go to, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, Community Learning Center, had Ancient Greece Day.
1: I know, I was so sad we missed it. Yeah, it was while
0: you were on vacation,
1: Vacation,
0: Um, but we went ahead, and uh, it was another day that daddy was off, so we went ahead and drove down to Vicelia and went, and it was put on by the high school Greek club. So, okay. it was students teaching students. There were no, like, there were not adults doing anything except oh, maybe cool. directing traffic.
1: Yeah.
0: And they okay. had, um, each one of the classrooms was set up. So, they had a room that they learned about warfare. One where they learned about Greek theater. One where they learned about Greek architecture. And one where they learned about Greek philosophy. So, okay. like, in the warfare class, that's the one the kids said they liked the best. Of they learned about making shields. And they learned about how the Greek warriors... Um, created a phalanx. F- i'm gonna pronounce it wrong i'm so terrible <laughs> i think it's called the phalanx, and it's where they're they're like a, in a square formation and the guys on the sides have their shields faced out and interlocked and the guys in the front have their shields facing forward and interlocked uh-huh. and it's the way that they protected the the group so that the guys in the middle could fight like oh. you know and they had um spears and so they got to you know they all made their own um shield and it was mm-hmm. made out of uh, just cardboard and duct tape and um, I've had to actually fasten ours back together with Brad's a couple of times because the kids have been playing with them so much. Mm-hmm. And then they, they all marched in their little phalics uh, across the <laughs> uh, uh, classroom and stuff. And that then was they fun. and then when it, and then they did Greek theater. They made Greek masks and they did Greek philosophy and they did the the allegory of the cave. You know about that? Uh uh-uh. uh um, <clears throat> Where there um, you're there are human beings and they're in a cave and they see figures on a wall. And they think that's reality, but it's not the figures on the wall are just the the um, shadows being cast by the fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't exactly understand it, but they did a really <laughs> good job of um of showing it to the kids uh-huh. and explaining it and so that was kind of cool and it like I said, it was all the high school kids, so right. it was um it it was very. Very relaxed, you know. It was right. very nice. And then when they got done with all their little classes, they they were broken up into age groups. So Dean went with uh, Jack, Jack, and I went uh-huh. with Danielle. And um, at the end, they had a um, they had the Olympics oh, where fun. they they did some running and some shot put and stuff like that. And then we had a potluck. Very cool. Yeah. So um, that was tons of fun. And then we on the way back we stopped at Bravo Farms on the 99 and um, and uh, hung out in their little. They have like like the weirdest petting zoo on the planet and Uh yeah so it was a nice fun family day out and uh definitely worth the drive down to visalia and like you said enrichment classes have started again and um the kids have not been wanting to get out of bed to go they've gotten used to sleeping in again oh right um but they love being back they're they um, Danielle especially had a great time the other day when I let her go with you guys instead oh, right. of having to come home. Yeah, um, having a blast. She was there until like she was with Jen until like six thirty. Oh jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to. That used to be how late we'd be there in the summertime. We'd be there till after seven sometimes.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. I. I was like, okay, well, nothing's getting done today. <laughs>
1: we'll I know, right?
0: Move on. Uh, and we had to miss a day as well. Uh, we missed a Wednesday because um, actually I was sick and um, Dean had to have an emergency tooth extraction. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, I, I wasn't in a position to drive because I couldn't breathe or think. <laughs> and Dean wasn't in a position to drive because the entire, you know, right side of his face was swelled up like a chipmunk. So. Oh, but, this but, was your
1: second bad cold in recent, because the last episode you were all stuffed up. No, yeah, a one.
0: yeah, I had it, and then and I only had, like everyone else was sick for like Dean was sick for a really long time with it, and I had it and I only had it for like two days,
1: uh-huh. and then it
0: went away, and then it came back again. Oh, jeez! And like again, I only, I was only really really sick for two or three days. Well, that's good, but it, it's like okay, I can you just like. Get sick enough that you get the immunity to it and then I don't have to, it's not going to come back because I'm yeah. terrified it's going to come back again now. Because oh, like I went out last night, um, my friend's band was playing and a bunch of my friends were like, are you going to be okay? Because, you know, I had been sick the previous week and I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm not stuffy. I'm, I'm, there's nothing, I have no fever. Nothing's wrong with me. And they're like, you're well already? My yeah. friend, my friend who's a nurse um, was at the show last night and um, she actually had to go in because she had pneumonia. Wow. Yeah, like the, the cold had turned gone into her lungs and turned into pneumonia. So oh, she's yeah. like, You're well already? I'm like, Yeah, I know, it's bizarre.
1: <laughs> you must have gotten something different than what everybody else was getting.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. I, but the really bad thing about missing that day was because the kids were well. And right, so they were very unhappy with me about missing school and I was like, There's just nothing I can do about it. I mean right. I, I was don't like, want to oh. share my germs. <laughs>
1: And originally, before Tierran started vomiting, I was like, "God, I wish you lived closer. I'd just come pick him up and bring him." But yeah, you're I so remember. far away. I know. <laughs> you're like way on the opposite side of town, and then and then the school's in the up. Like I'm between the school and you, right? right. <laughs> so it would just be crazy.
0: But then Tieran started vomiting. People in Fresno are like way across town i'm like you know i used to drive to berkeley for pancakes yeah. you know but in fresno people like don't want to drive outside their little comfort zones it's kind of yeah. funny yeah.
1: well right now it's just the gas money issue for us oh, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> i don't mind driving that far it's the gas
0: <laughs> okay let's see what else oh i recently discovered a great new app it's called pento for the ipad it is sadly only an ipad app it's not an iphone <sighs> but um I've been using it for our history lessons, because right now, the way, or before I got this app, the way it worked was, okay, we need to watch a video on Julius Caesar, so I would Google, or I would go into YouTube, and I would find a video on Julius Caesar, and um, then once I left there, and we wanted to look at Roman armor, I had to go and Google that, and so sometimes, I always kept the screen pointed towards me, so that they weren't seeing anything untoward, right. but there was always a chance of that, you know, oh, Sure. not to mention the fact that I had to take time out of the lessons to, like, be Googling things or whatever. Right. I'm just not really great at Google it ahead of time, bookmark it, and then go find a lot the bookmark. Of
1: time. yeah.
0: Yeah. So this, um, you create notebooks, and uh-huh. you can create the notebook. You can actually just grab a video and stick it on a page, and then you can write notes to yourself, or you can draw things on it or whatever, and then you can make a new page, and you can grab pictures, and then make the text around it. And um, it, it organizes everything into a book. So for each history lesson, I have a book, and you just open it up, and, like, the first video we want to watch is on the first page, and then the second page is the armor we want to talk about. And the third page, we're going to talk about how Woad works and, oh, you know, that kind cool. of thing. And... Um, it's really nice because I can Google, I can have everything there done before the kids are looking at the screen because as I had mentioned on Facebook recently, <laughs> yeah. I was Googling Celtic armor and um, like the fifth picture down was a woman in a bikini. It was, <laughs> like a woman in a bikini is not yeah. really that big of a deal yeah. when you're talking about the internet. Right. But I'm, I'm sure for some families that would be like, yeah. you no.
1: Know, um, yeah,
0: it'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, So um, I, I really like it. So it's called Pento for the iPad, and I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the show notes so you can check that out if that's something that might be interesting to you. Mm -hmm. And also, I found, while I was (laughs) Googling things, I found uh, Minecraft EDU on YouTube. It's a channel, and um, it's a teacher who uses Minecraft in the classroom to teach lessons.
1: Yeah, I talked about it on the show before.
0: Yeah, and we actually used it recently because he had a great lesson on contour maps. And we were doing contour maps in Mapping the World by Heart. Mm -hmm. And because the children understand how Minecraft
1: works
0: and how Minecraft mountains are set up, I was able to use his lesson on contour because he made the contour map and then he had the children from his classroom go in and build the mountain to match the contour map. Wow. And so when we were done watching this video and watching these kids build this contour map, they, they built Mount Porkchop. (laughs) and it's shaped like a pork chop um when we were done i talked to jack you know which jack is my my barometer of you know how much people understand or how much he and you know the kids understand right he was able to answer questions um on what a contour map is and how um it highlights some features but will hide other features like if you're looking at a contour map um from the side it'll show you you know where the peak is but it won't show you if there's an inlet you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, so it sh- he was able to to talk about the, the advantages and the disadvantages of a contour map after watching this video. So that's awesome. So Minecraft EDU on YouTube. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And also, last but not least, on YouTube, I found the Center on Congress. They make these really cute, short, informational videos about how the government works. So we've been using it for social studies because we've been studying um, the three branches of the government and Congress and all of that kind of thing. The, the videos are only maybe two or three minutes long, and they've got really cute graphics and everything. And it talks on a, a very good level for, well, I'm using it with Danielle, so fifth grade, really good fifth grade level on exactly how all the stuff in the government works. And even some wow. of it, like the electoral college. I don't know about you, but... <sighs> I never really got the whole concept of the Electoral College. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's get complex. that they, they vote for us based on how we voted, but I didn't really get it. Yeah. And I watched their video on the Electoral College and I was like, I get it now. It, oh it, wow. Like it clicked. I understood. So I highly recommend a Center on Congress on I'll YouTube. Love to
1: check that
0: out. Again, the link will be in the show notes, um, for short informational videos on how the government works
1: very cool yes
0: and non um non-partisan i mean it's not like there's any it's just information right right and there's no slant neutral. yes yeah. neutral that's a good word
1: <laughs> They're neutral. there's
0: no slant either way cool so that's my update
1: very exciting
0: what about books have you guys read any good books this past
1: oh my week? gosh we have been on a book binge lately i cannot believe how many books the kids have been reading it's just insane so together, we we finished, um, I think I mentioned last episode that we were reading The Golden Acorn by Catherine Cooper. Mm-hmm. So we finished that. It was very, very cute. And um, it's in a series, so, so I have to get the rest of the books. But unfortunately, it looks like our library doesn't have them. Ugh. So I hate when that happens. Me too. So it looks like I'm going to have to buy it. And I'll probably just buy the digital version because that worked really well. For I, I actually read it to them off my phone. It was one of those free um, books that I got. Mm-hmm. from Amazon a Kindle book that I got from my from my phone and um read it on my Kindle app so um so I got that and then um I had decided to introduce my kids to Shakespeare and I know nothing about Shakespeare <laughs> like seriously nothing I mean other than the couple of plays that we read in high school which you know it was high school so not very high quality education um you know Shakespeare education so um, so anyway, I had been sending out posts on different forums asking for advice on, on what, what to, you know, what books, what videos, what anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got the children's Shakespeare by Edith Nesbitt. They had it on Amazon. I think it was like 99 cents or something like that. It was very cheap. Nice. So I went ahead and got that for my phone and I've been looking through it. Um, and I did, so I did read the kids, a version of Romeo and Juliet, which I realized after reading it was probably not the best first introduction to Shakespeare because it's so depressing. And the kids were like, yeah, we don't really like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like everybody dies. Oh, that's great. You know, I knew it was going to happen, but I don't know. I just thought I was. I don't know what I was thinking. So, yeah, not the best introduction to Shakespeare. Oh, and then uh some of the moms at school we were talking about this and they had recommended Nomeo and Juliet. Was that yes. one that you had seen too? Yes. Yeah, Nomeo and Juliet. Oh my god, such a cute movie. So, Isn't I it? did yeah. So, after reading the story from the Children's Shakespeare, which, um, which I read when we ran out of books to read. I was still trying to figure out what to read next, so I read them that one night. Um, then we watched Nomeo and Juliet, so that was really cute, although Maven refused to watch the whole thing. She actually didn't show any interest in it until the second half, but, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that was a cute movie. And I, I like how they tweaked his end. I love, I love the discussion with the Shakespeare statue. <laughs> yes. And he was like, That i forget what his words were but it was something like that's that's a horrible ending (laughs) that's a horrible ending well it's a tragedy that's horrible (laughs) (laughs) i love it so i like how they tweaked the ending that was what i was hoping they would do but make it more child-friendly right so that was cool and um and actually i'm going to probably be bringing up shakespeare from time to time if anybody has any suggestions on how to how to handle Shakespeare with your kids? Um, I'd love any suggestions because, like I said, I'm just starting from scratch here. But I did find an a book. Have you heard of this book? It's called Shakespeare in the Globe. It's a picture book. I have. Um uh, actually, I think it's it's I have. Earlier. Yeah,
0: it's about the Globe Theater, right?
1: It's about Shakespeare in the Globe Theater, and it yeah. sets up his whole life in in acts and scenes. And it's a Leaky. I love a Leaky. So it's it's this fabulous. If you're not familiar with a google a l i k i he's a he she i don't know if it's a he or a she mm-hmm. um I, for some reason i always thought it was a he but that might just be the default in my brain i don't know um but anyway um writes fat, or draws and i think the i think he writes and draws both i think he's both the illustrator and the although i could be wrong on that but it just seems like it's always says by a um fabulous just fabulous picture book and i just got it from the library yesterday and i skimmed it and i'm like oh my god this is perfect so this is like I think this is the perfect introduction to Shakespeare. I should have read this first before we did Romeo and Juliet. Um, But it hadn't come in yet. I had found it, but it hadn't come in yet. So now that I have it, I'm going to... Tomorrow, I'll probably be picking that up and reading that to them. So I'm excited about that. Um, And then... um, So then I needed to find something else to read at nighttime because we're, like, really set in before bed. We read a book together. Mm -hmm. And um, so the kids were like, what are you going to read? So I went in overdrive, and there's not a whole lot a variety for our local library unfortunately of digital or at least not from what I was it's hard to browse in there like you it have to is. know exactly what you're looking for yeah. so browsing isn't so easy in there but I did manage to I I don't remember how I ended up stumbling across I think I just started plugging in authors that I remembered or something and I stumbled across Liz Kessler who I was already familiar with because Maven and I read all the Emily Winsnap books have you mm-hmm. read those the mermaid series oh my god they're so good if you haven't read an emily Winsnap, that's another one if if um if danielle likes fantasy like that like fairies and mermaids and stuff like that yeah oh my gosh this is a mermaid series and it's a girl about their age maybe a little younger actually i'm not sure i can't remember how old she is but somewhere around their age and um fabulous she's just a fabulous author maven and i just ate up all of the emily Winsnap books so i found this one called a year without autumn Which is about time travel. Nice. (laughs) Which, of course, with my Hoovians, they're all like eaten up. So it's an elevator, and I'm not spoiling anything because they do describe this in the book cover or the you know the description of the book. Yeah, it's an elevator. That she discovers, and that she hasn't, we've only gotten a few chapters in, so we're trying to figure out, how, we were just discussing it today, going, how is she going to figure this out? She's going to have to do this and this and this. <laughs> Elevator, mm-hmm. going up takes you forward in time, going down appears, from what we've read so far, to take you back in time. And, um, bizarre. <laughs> So, um, I don't know how it's, it's just, you know, set in modern times and everything. So, um, I'm not sure how this is going to pan out, but we are totally excited and into this book. And I love it's this fun. author. So, yeah, so that's what we're reading right now for bedtime. And then we also started reading together The Orange Trees of Versailles by Annie Petrie. Because mm-hmm. um, it was one of the recommended books for, for History Odyssey for the time period we're doing right now, which is France in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I've only read a few chapters of that one to them too. I think like four. Um, it's a girl who um, gets sent to the, um, oh, I'm forgetting what they call her. I kept saying <laughs> the Madame de Pompadour, but, huh. it's, but it's before the Madame de Pompadour. It's the one before her, but basically the favorite, the favorite mistress of King Louis the XV. Uh-huh. Um, no, wait, So Madame de Pompadour, no, the 14th, Madame de Pompadour is from the King Louis, the 15th. I looked it up. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. the only reason Madame de Pompadour is in my head is because of Doctor Who. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the kids were like, when I would, I was talking about this, this woman and I was like, well, she's like Madame, I thought she was originally, I thought it was Madame de Pompadour, but then the name wasn't right. And I was like, I don't think this is the right one. So then I looked it up and it's, it's the one from before. Ah, Madame de Pompadour. So, anyway, um, so this is probably that the king from Madame de Pompadour Doctor Who episode. That king's father and his mistress. That's ah. my guess. I'm not positive on that, but anyway, it's cute. It's uh, so far. It's like this girl who goes to become to work for that. I forget what her title is. So, anyway, so that should hopefully be interesting, and it's nice and short. And it's uh, I love reading the kids' historical fiction. I think it really brings history to life. So I really like finding a book that we can read together that brings that you know that time period that we're reading about into life, you know. Mhm. So. So that's what we re- we have read in our reading together and Maven has um finished uh one more of the series of unfortunate events since the last time we talked. Um she read The Miserable Mill, which is the number 4 of the Lemony Snicket series. And she read The Magic Half just this afternoon. She Well, she started it yesterday and picked it, uh, finished it up today. It's called The Magic Half by Annie Barrows. Mm-hmm. And that was one that I had read a long time ago that I was like, oh my gosh, maybe you have to read this book. It's so good. Another time travel book. Highly recommend it. It is so good. I'm actually going to read it again. It's a quick read. Um, now that she's done, I'm going to pick it up and read it too. Um, then she also read... She read the first book that Tiran read, also, uh, My Haunted House by Angie Sage. I think I mentioned it before. And um, a and really cute, quick read. It's, like, on Tiran's level, so she whizzed through it in, like, an hour. And then I got the sequel to it, The Sword in the Grotto, and she read that, like, in an hour also. Whizzed through it. it was really, wow. She didn't like those as much. I thought they were really cute. I haven't read the second one yet, but I have read the first one, My Haunted House, and it was really cute. And that that's what I had – I think I texted you that – Daniel would probably like it too cuz it's it's kind of like a it's almost like an Adams family kind of type feel. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's really cute. And there's ghosts and and there's a vampire and yeah, it's really cute. Um let's see. And then she also read Guardians of Gahul 1 to 5. She picked up that she owns all of them. I think there's 13. Mm-hmm. So she's reading those again. Those are like her favorite series. So she's started reading those again. So when she's in between books, she goes back to Guardians of Gahool now.
0: <laughs> nice. And those
1: are the books about owls. Have you guys heard of that one before? We I don't have heard of it. Before, yeah. 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 This, this uh, whole series of owl about owls. And then there's a spinoff series that's about wolves from the same world. So that's kind of cool. She likes those as well. I can't remember what those are called, but Guardians of Gahool. I didn't write. Oh, yes, I did write the author. It's Catherine Lasky. And then she just started reading number six. So that's what she's in right now. The Guardians of Ghoul number six. So mm-hmm. and Tyrion's list is enormous. <laughs> He's reading Oliver well, he did read some Oliver Moon books. He read Oliver Moon's Summer Holiday, um, Oliver Moon and the Spell Off, and Oliver Moon and the Monster Mystery. Those are books he got for Christmas. And those are by Sue Mong- Mongredian. Mm-hmm. Those are those are Usborne books. They're really cute. And then I I mentioned he read My Haunted House, and he, I think he also finished The Sword in the Grotto, or he's reading it right now. I can't remember. He was reading it today earlier. I can't remember if he finished it, but anyway, um, if he hasn't finished it yet, he's pretty darn close. To the sort, of, to, Oh no, that's right. He did finish it because I remember asking him what he's going to read next. So he did finish it today. Um, and then he's also read some more Magic Treehouse books. He read Viking Ships at Sunrise, Midnight on the Moon, Sunset of the Sa- Sabre- Sabretooth, Afternoon on the Amazon, Hour of the Olympics... Um, and he's just going to go get into Tigers at Twilight now, apparently. That's what he tells me he's reading next. <laughs> so he's still eating up all the Magic Treehouse. And then as I get things from the library, he'll just branch off into those. So <laughs> I can't seem to feed him on books fast enough. So, And for me, I got bored of At Home in Mitford, although I'm not <laughs> giving entirely up on it, although I may eventually. But it, it's it's just not my thing. I can see how some people would like, I can see why my father would like it. It seems like something he would love. It's, it's about a preacher. And wow. I actually I, 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 misspoke last time we talked. I, it had a feel of, of a, of a small town in England. It really felt like that. But then I found out it's, um it's actually like in Virginia or something. It's like America, it's an American story. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, God, I, I really wasn't looking forward to reading because <laughs> it wasn't really, it's just kind of boring to me. It's very slow. And so, um, I actually went and I picked up The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yay! <laughs> My husband has the complete set in one hardcover padded book. It's like this really nice, massive book. Yeah. So um I've been meaning to read it for a while so I picked it up about I don't know 8 chapters in or something and it's cute. it's it's fun it's making me laugh <laughs> Yeah
0: it's a great series Yeah,
1: yeah. I I'm, I'm not it's you know cuz some of it's kind of like odd to the point where I'm like what um, mm-hmm. that I'm not as into it as I thought I would be but I think that's, that as time goes on it'll probably pick up more I have a feeling as time goes on like the beginning I was kind of going what <laughs> What it's meant heck? to be that way I know this whole improbability thing I'm just like what
0: infinite improbability drives I
1: know I was like what but I guess now that you know once I read it all I figure I'll be able to feed more and I'll be able to understand more the, the, the pop culture references because yes. it's, it's referenced everywhere it's like yeah. the whole world is read it and i had never read it so i don't know why i never read it i have but. an
0: autographed copy of mostly harmless that says happy birthday becky
1: oh very yeah, cool yeah my
0: friend uh waited in line at a bookstore and got it for me and even made sure he spelled my name right
1: wow yeah. very cool yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm still reading Pocketful of Pinecones by Aunt Karen Andriola also, but um, so I haven't given up on all of those. That's actually a really good book, too. I just It's not the kind of book that you just devour, so you kind of read a little here and there. Yeah. So what have you guys been reading?
0: Well, not nearly as much as you guys have, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, let's see. So, you know, we, we're listening to audiobooks, and we finished um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roland Dahl and then read by Eric Idle. Highly recommend anything Eric Idle reads. He is hilarious. And you know how I've complained in the past about male readers trying to do female or little girl voices? Uh, oh, kids. Yeah, he yeah. just does it so ridiculous that it just makes you <laughs> laugh. It doesn't annoy you. And uh, we've moved on to Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, which is actually, I've never actually read that. Oh, yeah. yeah so good. we're enjoying that one. You know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I was just kind of half listening because, you know, I've already read it. Um, and. Right. Um, but Charlie in the Great Glass Elevator, I'm sort of listening as intently as the children are. Yeah. And, um, it's also read by Eric Idle and it's fantastic. Danielle has picked up a series that I actually bought the first book for her a long time ago and she, well, there was no interest at all. And then suddenly she's decided she likes it. It's the Goddess Girls series by Joan Holub i'm guessing Uh and suzanne williams and it's kind of a retelling or a a spin on the greek goddesses so um she's already read athena uh i see i can't read that oh athena the brain and persephone Mm -hmm. the phony and aphrodite the beauty and i guess she's going to be starting on um artemis the brave soon I have Artemis the Loyal in cool. my hand here. And they're just, you know, scholastic books. You, you know, you can get them at the Scholastic Book Fair. Um, and she's really mm. been enjoying them. Like, she actually read one of them in, like, a day, which I know that, wow. like, for you, that's, like, nothing. But for us, that's, like, a huge step <laughs> forward. <laughs> yeah. Because I know awesome. she gonna, she's a good reader. She just doesn't find anything that catches her attention enough to stick right. with it. So I'm excited that we yeah. have something that, um, that,
1: it's just a matter of finding the right thing.
0: And then Jack-Jack, um, when we went through the library this last time, he checked out a, a huge stack of books on, um, like, heavy equipment. Like those, like those big yeah. trucks, yeah, that have the tires that are taller than daddy and that kind yeah. of stuff. And so he's Fun. been sitting with those and wanting me to read to him out of those. And that's pretty awesome. We we're enjoying those a lot. And cool. let's see. I finished The Hangman's Daughter. Fantastic mm-hmm. Book, I yeah. really and I, I when I read it, you know, when I first started reading it, I didn't realize that it was not just historical fiction, but it's actually the person who wrote it is directly related to the people in the story. Yeah, oh it, wow, it still you know takes some liberties with stuff. You know, I doubt the town's hangman yeah. was really like a brother Cadfile kind of detective, but <laughs> um, the fact that the author is directly related to the people in the story is pretty neat. And I started the next one. Yeah. It's called the Dark Monk by Oliver Potch. I don't know. I'm terrible with, with names that have two dots over vowels. So <laughs> I, I think it's Oliver Potch. Potch. And um, there's a third book that I, I can't wait to start. <laughs> really enjoying them. I highly recommend them for, um, for any kind of like people who are into mysteries or, or anything like that. I'm not normally a mystery reader either, which is kind of, it's kind of yeah. shocking that I enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: <laughs> i used to love mysteries when i was a kid but yeah, yeah. Not so
0: much. brother Cadfile really were the only mysteries i ever really enjoyed reading and um and that was because a college class got me started on them and other than that i never really read mysteries at all so and that's pretty much all that i have to update on books as usual uh, my book <laughs> section is always much shorter than yours but that's okay
1: oh well yes. that's fine yes do?
0: and now why don't we pause for a word from our sponsors
1: This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com.
0: So, Tina, what's your link of the week?
1: Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, I stumbled across... The I can't even remember how I found it, but... um I found this really cool website. It's a BBC website. It's a section of BBC. Um, so the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash schools forward slash primary history, which is really long and a mouthful, but once you get there, it's really awesome. cute. Um, Yeah, I I still haven't dug around in here very much, but just like at first glance, I'm impressed by all the images you scroll over and you can, there's all these really cool um, graphics. And there's like a section on children of World War II, Anglo-Saxons, Romans, ancient Greeks, Vikings, children in Victorian Britain. Um, There's Let's see. So if I click on one of these things, there's all these different sections you can go to here. And then in each one, there's more, more cute graphics. I'm I'm really drawn by the visual. (laughs) There's a timeline. Let me see. I'm wondering if I go to a different time. Does it have a timeline too? Yeah. It looks like each one of those things has a timeline. And then there's things that you can, Oh, I'm going to go to the Romans.
0: I'm in the Romans right now. Yeah. And make sure you click on the teacher resources because there's worksheets and all sorts of stuff. Um,
1: Yeah, and it's like
0: all of the stuff is broken down. Like within Rome, there's like uh, stuff about the city, stuff about technology and religion, all sorts of great stuff for teachers.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. And there's Mm -hmm. videos I see. Um, There's more links within BBC. And then there's link. They separate the links that are outside of BBC from the links within. And oh, God, you just like more you click, the more you go through here. There's just here. Family and children. That sounds interesting Mm -hmm. to me. I, i'm guessing that's either for family and children or it is i'm thinking it's children of the day would be my guess um and then there's yeah and then there's yeah there i see some more worksheets oh it's just really really cool oh my gosh just get in here and dig around i got to dig around some more um especially if you're doing something with british history cuz it looks like it's kind a of lot of this it is, that way it's all european Greeks, Vikings, Britain, let's see, children of World War 2 I'm guessing that's probably Britain as well. Uh, I mean, not Britain, Europe as well. So yeah, it's all, but that's fine, because, you know, we study exactly. those two. <laughs> so yeah, so it doesn't go into like Asia and Africa and that kind of thing. But oh my goodness, it's just really, I just love the way it's set up and yeah, so that, um, it's called Primary History is this section, this, this section of BBC. So the
0: BBC has a ton it. of fantastic sections, not just the history. Make sure once you get there you poke right. around a little bit because there's yes. a ton of great stuff there.
1: Yeah, if you just go to bbc.co.uk slash schools, so you just like take off the end of that thing that I gave you, there's there's other mm-hmm. subjects. There's it's it's not as like when I first look at it it doesn't like it doesn't have the cute graphics <laughs> but it's still well put together and there's like whole sections for parents and teachers and then if you look there's a tab for primary and secondary and then it has subdivisions. Here's there's like famous people and here's Indus Valley, so I guess they do go into other countries and some things. Um Vikings. There's the Vikings again. Mandarin. So it's got like different. Mary Queen of Scots. That's <laughs> cool. Um, so, and then I see a section that says not available in your area. I'm going to guess that's probably because you have to be in the UK to be able to view these videos. So, here, I got a trick for you here. Go to tunnelbear.com. Um, you can download uh, this app or it's not really an app i guess it's a program for free um it's limited by how many megabytes you use it for so if you end up using it for more um then you end up i pay five dollars a month for mine so that i can watch doctor who on bbc (laughs) but um but you can do it for free for just little things like this and then once you install it turn it on switch it so it makes your computer look like it's in the uk go back to the site check out the video in fact i should try that right now to see if it works i'm sure it'll work i have no doubt um Really super easy, free. I love it. TunnelBear is awesome. So if you if you see videos in here that it's saying not available in your area, go check out Tunnel Bear and, and then you'll be able to see it. Awesome. I'll put in the show notes whether or not it works with TunnelBear. I don't want to take okay. up time right now.
0: Well, and I have another one that we can actually add to the show notes, the one that I use with uh, Chrome. Oh, that's right. I forgot,
1: one. I forgot. That's awesome. That's
0: awesome. Well, that's not my link of the week. My link of the week is earthcam.com. <laughs> Now, let me start out by saying this is one of those um, sites that you're going to want to share with your child. You're going to want to be sitting there with them while they're using it um, because while I've mm-hmm. never encountered anything bad on it, you can't ever say for sure what's going to happen. And basically, this is a right. website that has links to all sorts of webcams around the world. Oh. And um, so, wow. like say you're studying a city, say, say you're talking about uh, New Orleans, you can actually click on a webcam in New Orleans and look and see what the city looks like right now.
1: And I, I kind of have a. It says the. Big yeah, game. I have kind of a funny story about that.
0: Actually, I was in New Orleans when I was uh, like eight weeks pregnant with Jack, and I uh-huh. had found before I went, I had found a webcam on Bourbon Street, and I had um, saved the link. And then um, when I was in uh, New Orleans, I went to that pla the corner on Bourbon Street where that was, and I texted all my friends and I said, "Quick, quick, quick, go to this link." And all of my friends opened up uh-huh. the link on their computers, and I waved to all of them from New Orleans oh cute so it's like
1: i'm really here awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah oh, it was kind of cool. awesome and then like okay so say you're studying pandas you can check out webcams of pandas from zoos all over the world and that kind of thing wow. and it's um they have uh, construction projects and and just all sorts of fantastic webcams to see things that are going on right now the only um Um, Problem is, of course, if you're studying, say, Great Britain, you need to go to those when it's daytime in Great Britain because most of the camps are dark at night. Um, and then there's some little personal webcams too. They're not not what you're thinking. They're like um, people <laughs> set up webcams on their fish tanks or on their uh, puppies. Uh-huh. You know, like um, that oh, kind of thing. For- <laughs> and so there's there's lots of cute, fun ones to look at. There's ones that would be educational depending on what you're studying, and just all sorts of neat webcams. So I would say definitely try this um, Earthcam.com. But do it with your children while you're sitting there. So just in case something happens, you know, if you're looking at, you know, Bourbon Street, there's a chance you're going to get flashed. So be aware of that sort of thing. (laughs) And so you can be monitoring what they're doing. But I I would say don't skip it just because you're afraid of something untoward coming up. Because like I said, I have never once, even watching Bourbon Street cams, I have never seen anything that um, was a problem.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We
0: both had good links this week.
1: Yes, of course. Well, we always have good ones now. So. <laughs> so now's the time we like to give our listeners some recognition. We, um, Becky and I were just talking about how on iTunes we have, um, just such a great collection of, of reviews from you guys. We love it. Keep them coming. If you haven't yet done it, um, head on over to iTunes and look us up. Savvy Homeschool Moms, of course, you know, that's <laughs> our name. And, um, leave us a review and, um, uh, we will probably yep. read it on the air. So actually we will read it on the air because, you do. know, they're just so fun <laughs> to read. <laughs> so we have one from Laughing Whitefish that says, I found this podcast about a month ago and have since listened to each podcast in rapid succession while working. I have a small jewelry business. I am an eclectic, unschooly type with two boys, three and a half and six and three quarters. We live in a rural area on the south shore of Lake Superior. I enjoy this podcast because it offers many quality links, creative ideas, and engaging curriculum slash materials. I enjoy that Becky and Tina have times when they offer complimentary opinions and views. I feel like I am somewhere in the middle of the two of you, ideal wise. I appreciate the work you do; it is inspiring and motivational. Thank Be well. you, thank you, laughing whitefish. Reviews <laughs> like that
0: just make me so happy. They do, me too. Lemon lover says, "While our homeschools are different in that we are not secular homeschoolers here, I truly enjoy this podcast." I am always looking for the next show to come out because the two hosts are fun to listen to and give some fun ideas and resources to use with my children. Well, thank you very much, Lemon Lover. And I'm, yes. I'm glad you. as a, a non-secular homeschooler that you're enjoying the show as well.
1: Right. We wanted it to be for everybody. Yep. So we try. So, and Katie from Tennessee says, I am so thankful for your podcast. I love, I look forward to each new episode. As a former homeschooler who is now getting ready to homeschool her daughter, I love the wealth of information and new resources you provide. I always have lots to Google after listening to an episode and each episode makes me more and more excited about homeschooling. I also love your chit chat it is nice to read or nice to hear about everyday homeschooling and it's trials and tribulations. Keep up. Thank the good you, Katie. Work. Thank you, Katie. Yes. It's funny. Cause that just made me think of, um, Melissa when she was interviewing us which by the way that, that interview is not on, not up yet we'll, we'll yes. post once once it's up, available for listening so um, we were in the interview that we talked about earlier um, she was saying that when she listens to our show that she's like ends up she's trying to make dinner and she ends up googling or looking up all of the links and she says I know you're there, it's in the show notes but I just have to <laughs> go look at it right when you're talking about it <laughs> I'm like I can, totally re- I can totally understand that I've done that with, with podcasts absolutely too. <laughs> So
0: funny. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our topic, um, for this week. Uh-huh. Um, our topic for this week is what to do when a curriculum doesn't work for your family. So we've all been there. We purchase or check out something yep. from our charter school. It's a curriculum that we think is going to be a perfect fit for our family. We've researched it. We've read all the reviews. We've examined the, the examples, you know, and we, were. are we're like, ready, we're, like, we're going to fork out our hard-earned money now, and we're going to buy this. And then we get it home, and we're all full of hope and excitement, and we're like, we can't wait to share it with our family, because we just know they are going to love it as much as we do, right? You dive right yep. in, and well, maybe it happens immediately, and your children rebel, and they don't see all the wonderful things that you saw and loved about it, uh, and they don't even want to give it a try. Or maybe it did work for your family for a little while, but you start to notice less interest and less retention of the materials. And so, at that point, what do you do? Well, yeah. first of all, scream yeah, and cry. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> When in trouble, <laughs> when in doubt, I spent <laughs> money on this. Circle, scream and shout. Um, first of all, <laughs> know that we've all been there. Every single homeschooler. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I have ever spoken to has uh, either borrowed or purchased a curriculum that didn't work out for their family. So, and I know for us, we have several that we've tried and set aside either ones that we've checked out and just returned or ones that I've bought and they're piled up somewhere, which we won't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) When are we having that curriculum sale again, by the way?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. It's one of those
0: things we're trying to plan. (laughs) So, um, I think the first thing one would naturally try to do when a curriculum isn't working is uh, maybe figure out where the curriculum went wrong. It's possible that the Mm -hmm. way the curriculum is organized or presented is causing the problem. And if that's the case, maybe you can reorganize it in a way that works for you, splitting long lessons or combining shorter ones together, or maybe um, spend a longer or shorter time covering the materials than the curriculum calls for um remember you're the parent and you can change things to fit you and your family there's no right or wrong way um as far Mm -hmm. as you know organization is concerned if what works for your family is what works and that's what's important right um but maybe it's you know maybe it's not that easy so i think the next step would be uh to ask your children um what didn't you like what what was the problem is there something that can be changed Um, the best outcome, of course, would be to find that your child didn't like some small, small part of it. Maybe they don't like to do their narration into a notebook. So you can have them do it orally or do a skit or a puppet show. But um, right. that would be great if it was something that simple. Then you could just fix that and move on. Um, but if it's not something so easily fixable, at least by talking to your children, you know what to look for in the next curriculum so that you don't make the same mistake again. Right. Um, now, once you've exhausted your resources for fixing the curriculum, at that point, if you haven't found a working solution, you need to think of what to do next. So um, my thought was, the first thing you would do is, is this something that could be fixed with time? Maybe the curriculum's just a little too advanced, or maybe your child just isn't ready for that uh, form of of learning at that moment. Is this something mm-hmm. you can set aside, and maybe it'll work better in a few months, or maybe in a year? If so, right. package it all up. Uh, for us, we would dump it in the attic because that's where everything goes that we don't want to deal with it right at the moment. <laughs> and and see what else you can do in the meantime. You know, like um, like I had said with Jack, we were using um, Explode the Code and um, he started to fight back on it really hard. Like he didn't want to do it anymore. And so what I right. did is I just put the Explode the Code away and I found a whole bunch of phonics... Um, Projects, uh, that's what I call them. I don't know what other people would call them. Phonics projects. And we've been working our way through those. So instead of, um, writing everything out with Explode the Code, which he is not wanting to do, and sometimes he would do it, but he wasn't uh, retaining anything. Now we're doing cut and paste. Uh, CVC spelling pages, you know, just consonant, vowel, consonant uh, spelling pages, pages where he gets to draw or he gets to stamp his sight words, that kind of thing. And so it's the same sort of material. It's just presented in a different way. You know, maybe you could find a lap book um, to work on that's in the same area, or maybe you could find um, a book that they could read and, and, you know, do a report or a play or something about whatever, as long as, you know, you're, you're doing something to fill in the gap from uh, the material that you've taken out that didn't work. And we'll probably go back to Explode Mm -hmm. the Code, you know, in a few weeks or maybe a month or so, and maybe he'll be more open to it. And if he's not, that's okay. We'll just wait a little while longer. and uh, Or, you know, it's possible I might have to replace it. I'm hoping not, but (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I did Explode the Code with Danielle, so I feel really confident with it and um Mm -hmm. i would not like to have to replace it so i'm just going to keep trying to present it again (laughs) and hope that at some point we can get past this this place where we're beating our heads against the wall trying to get him to do something that he's just not going to do (laughs) yeah have you had um curriculum like that that you've had to just set aside for a little while
1: yeah, well, I, the first thing that comes to mind is um, the Enki curriculum that I bought from Avon when she was mm-hmm. kindergarten aged. Um, it wasn't the it wasn't her; it was me. Um, it's a fabulous curriculum, but it requires so much teacher prep and teacher research, and like it's not just something where you open it up and you read it mm-hmm. and do it, and you know just have a couple of resource or um, books and and materials ready. It's like you have to read. It's like a full, whole philosophy. And it's like really changing your whole lifestyle because <laughs> it's very it's it's like Waldorf, but it's um, but it's a little different than Waldorf I mean, it's the person who created it. Beth Sutton was a Waldorf teacher for 30 years and she took what she liked about Waldorf and and took out what she didn't like and put in other other educational philosophy. So it's really like um, holistic and but the it's still very waldorf in a lot of ways too and a lot of that just didn't work for me and i just it came to realize that i just wasn't going to ever sit down and do all the work to read it was too much Mm -hmm. work for me so i still have it sitting on my shelf because they don't allow you to resell it (laughs) you're not supposed to resell it i'm not sure what i'm supposed to do with it um i'm going to contact her at some point um and ask if I can maybe sell it back to them. I don't know if they're doing that now or not, but um, I have the kindergarten Enki curriculum. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's, it's cool because there's all these stories. I have read to her some of the stories, um, folk tales and, and fairy tales and stuff like that, um, which I'd actually like to hold on to those. But, uh, you know, how many fairy tales do you need? I have a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that curriculum definitely did not, and if, I come to, I came to finally realize, cause I, I wanted it to work, cause it was so beautiful, and watching the videos, and, and just, and seeing, and just the idea of it, and I was so into Waldorf at the time, but there was some weird stuff about Waldorf that I didn't really like, um, weird for me, I know it's not weird for people doing it, but for me, it was a little bit odd, you know, it wasn't, it did, it was like trying to fit a round peg in a square hole, kind of thing, and, um, or is it the other way, around, square hole, square peg yeah, in a round I think either hole way. <laughs> As long as it's not the way, same shape you get the idea. for both ones, you right? you're pretty much get <laughs> the idea. Triangular, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I finally had to face the fact that there's just no way I was ever going to be able to find the time. I needed something that was very straightforward and much less teacher Mm -hmm. intensive. And then I had the exact same situation with the right start math, which I actually really like right start math. I think they're fabulous. And, and, and same thing with Enki. I think they work for so many people love them and they work really well. If you have that personality that you just devour that kind of information and you soak it up. But right start math was another one that I really, really liked, but, it was too much teacher work. It was too much preparation from me. It was too much where I had to sit down and do all this stuff to explain. Mm. And then when I realized that math mammoth was so fantastic. much easier, because all I had to do is put it yes. in front of them. And as long as they can read, you know, and even if they can't read, um, there's a lot of it. They still can do with only minimal. Yeah, Jack guidance. is
0: like lots of times he's working on his worksheet. When I look at him, I'm like, I didn't read you then. All right, well, go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: kind of can figure That's it out. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Enki or Right Start Math. It's just they're both fabulous curriculum and I know that they work for probably hundreds and hundreds of people, but it just didn't work for me. So... I, I need something that's <laughs> the whole thing
0: is that you know uh, yeah. you may see your friend using uh, a curriculum and you're like that is so great and look how well like, your right. kids love it and and they they ask for yeah. more and and they're learning and I want that and then you get it and you get it home and your children are like this is awful I hate this do I have to <laughs>
1: I know oh my gosh that was like oh my gosh teaching textbooks have you have you guys tried that yet The the one no. online you have it No, we we talked about it,
0: but um, once we found Math Mammoth, we didn't bother to look at anything else.
1: Right. Love, love, love Math Mammoth. But teaching textbooks, love, love, love teaching textbooks. It's fabulous. Maven didn't like it. I don't know. I'm like, you love playing on the computer. You love... Um, you know, doing stuff on the computer all the time. My kids are total techie kids. She hated doing her math on the computer, and she still won't do any of the computer huh. games either. The math computer games. She just won't do it. And so I finally was like, I had been trying teaching textbooks and Math Mammoth kind of at the same time because I was trying to figure out which one. Because I knew we weren't going to be doing both of them forever. I was still trying to figure out yeah. which one. And they're very, they're 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 kind of similar in the way that they present some of, as far as breaking everything down into really neat manageable steps um but she just was like i don't like it mom i'd much rather do Mm -hmm. the worksheets I'm like, which, she, which was Math Mammoth. And I'm like, <laughs> really? She's like, yes, I would. And when she, she told me that, I'm like, all right, I'm taking teaching textbook back. <laughs> Tieran will probably yeah. love it. <laughs> but now I'm so hooked on Math Mammoth. I was just thinking, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> because I want one of them to do teaching textbooks. I think Tieran would actually really love it. But I love Math Mammoth so much that I don't want to, there's no reason for me to move them away from it. Right. It's working. So, you yeah, know, we'll see what happens. Actually, teaching textbooks, I believe, goes further than Math Mammoth. I just sent an email to, to Maria asking her if she has plans to do, cause Math Mammoth only goes to, through sixth grade. And, um, so I, I'm not, you know, we're getting, she's in the fifth grade book right now, so it's not much further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll be done, you know? So, um, I'm not sure what to do next, but I know teaching textbooks has like algebra and geometry, and like, I think they go, I'm, I'm not positive, but I think they go on beyond sixth oh, wow. grade. So, we may have to transition no. over to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although you know if maria's planning on making more grades exactly we'll that's it. what so we'll see I'm, i just wrote to her to ask if what you know if she's not doing it what does she suggest we're very so.
0: good at waiting it out for curriculums real science yeah. odyssey <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how loyal Patently, we are patiently. to our
0: curriculums. When oh, we yeah. find ones that work, we're like, "Oh, well, we can't do biology right now until the new book's out." That's okay. We'll wait. We'll do something else while we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's just say now, at this point, you have you have exhausted all your options. There is there's just no way that this curriculum is going to work for you. If you're with a charter. You're lucky.
1: Just trade it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have traded really.
0: so many things back and forth until we finally found oh, yeah. our groove. And, um, but if you're not with a charter, you have to figure out what to do at that point. But you might still be able to trade it. Maybe you have a friend who has a curriculum that's sitting in her cupboard that didn't work for her family, and you have this curriculum that's not working with your family, so maybe you can trade. Um, As I said, most of us have something that hasn't worked, so be sure to ask around. Because a lot of times, once again, as homeschoolers, we like to sugarcoat things. Uh, We may not talk about the things that don't work. We may not talk about those piles of curriculum in our cabinet that don't work for us. And so make sure you ask around, you know, because if you ask them, they'll be more than willing to tell you (laughs) why it didn't work and what was going on and everything else. And so you might be able to trade with someone or... You know, if worse comes to worse, unless it's, I guess, the curriculum that you have, you can sell it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think most curriculums allow you to resell.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, this is just a weird thing. That does sound kind of like
0: a weird thing. Now, you're probably (laughs) going to end up taking a loss on whatever you spent on it, but it's so worth it to not have it hanging around your house. Because every time you look at it, you're like, (laughs) oh, you know, it kind of brings you a little down. There are a few options out there for selling curriculum, and I'm sure there are far more that I'm gonna have listed here. And I'm gonna have, um, a list, uh, one link that's to, um, homeschooling.about.com. They have a list of used curriculum places, um, none of which I've checked out, so don't, you know, take their word for it, not mine. Um, if you are yeah. active on, um, message boards or local groups, try there first, because, um, you can, oftentimes save on shipping to somebody by selling it to somebody who's local um and homeschool message boards where you're active they're going to be more likely to buy from you because they know you um also mothering.com who we partner with has a board that's dedicated to selling uh curriculum but you do have to be a member to post there and i think there are some posting guidelines like you have to have so many posts you have to have been active for so long uh but um, that's a good place to sell. There are also sites out there that are completely dedicated just to selling curriculum, such as homeschoolclassifieds.com. And like I said, mm-hmm. about.com has a whole list of those sites. And so I will put their link um, in the show notes. And then, of course, there's always eBay and Amazon. Um, you can sell through them. I- had mixed um success using those um like recently i just put a whole bunch of stuff up on ebay and nothing went so um now i've got to move on to the next for me ebay is the least work intensive you know especially if you have the ebay app and the stuff you're selling has Mm -hmm. barcodes all you have to do is scan the barcode and it will populate the whole thing for you (laughs) It's oh, that's fan. nice. Fantastic. I didn't know that. And, they were, and the weekend <laughs> I happened to list all of that stuff that didn't sell was a free listing weekend. So I didn't even have to pay for it. So it took me maybe an hour, yes. maybe an hour and a half, to list all of my stuff, and it was free. Hmm. So it was worth a try. Uh-huh. Um, also, um, if there's a homeschool convention that's coming anywhere near you soon, oftentimes they'll have areas where you can sell used curriculum. So if you have enough, you can set up your own table or maybe if you, um, if you don't have enough, but you have a few friends that have some, you guys can get together and sell and right. then maybe you can take turns watching the booth and then nobody's stuck there and that's a good way to sell it because there's actual human beings coming and they can look through your stuff as opposed to yeah. online. It's sometimes <laughs> difficult to, to see what, you know, what you're looking at. Yeah,
1: because exactly. it's, it, browse it's difficult the pages, to browse
0: yeah. on the internet, but, uh, or pages on the internet. Yeah. So, um that would be a great way to sell as well. What about you? Have you, um, sold curriculum any? I
1: don't think I have actually. No, I still have everything. (laughs) I should, I guess I, I kind of figure maybe at some point I might be able to use some part of it. I have a hard time getting, letting go of, at least with the curriculum. I do a lot of, a lot of, um,
0: loaning out and, and, um,
1: yeah, I do which is too. why I
0: my mom bought me these great stickers that say "Enjoy" and then return it, and it's got my name and my phone number and stuff on it. And I try to like remember mm-hmm. to sticker the stuff that I want to keep. As a, you know, if now something yeah. I don't care about, then I'll just loan it out and try to remember who has it, and then I forget, and then they have it forever. Like, <laughs> let I find my yeah, life science book? I have no idea. You had it, and then Lex had it. I had it, and I give it,
1: and back then Lex here. had yeah. it for a
0: while, and I have no idea where it went. So most importantly, what I want you guys to take away from this entire, you know, um, thing is don't let it discourage you when you pick a curriculum that for whatever reason doesn't work for your family. There will be mistakes made along this journey and picking the wrong curriculum is one that everybody makes and probably multiple times by the time everything is said and done. So just pick something new and keep moving forward. Um, I think that's all I had to say about this topic.
1: Yep, I think that covers everything. Excellent. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us.
0: And um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We are Savvy Homeschool. On Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. On Pinterest at Pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool. And on Instagram, we are Savvy Homeschool Moms.
1: To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559. 559- Four two six 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 seven zero, or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com
0: For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com
1: You can also find Becky on the web at com, and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages.
0: Well, goodbye everybody.
1: Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again. Yep, goodbye. Bye. And I'm gonna guess that that is because you have to be in the Britain in Britain. <laughs> I can talk.
0: I'm always looking forward. Oh, I'll see on. <laughs>